You know, it was uh, August of 1903. And I, I was up in the high country north of Tuolumne. And the night before, there had been a storm. And there had been lightning and thunder. And later, in the middle of the night, at some point, the wind come up. And with that wind, even in my, well, you know, I was dreaming, I was asleep in my bedroll. But I could feel that wind on me, but more I could smell smoke. And when I got up that morning, and I got up my the private, and I got up my corporal, and uh, we got our horses ready and we rode out. We wondered why it was taking a while for the sun to come up, and then we saw that the air that was smoky blocked the light of the sun. And so there was this strange twilight, and the sun was this red disc that you could see, this red ball that you could see off in the distance. And I looked at my men, they looked at me, and said, oh, this is something. And we knew we had to do something. And so we had, we had some shovels with us at, back at the, at the camp, at the post. And we went back, and we got those shovels, and we, we went ahead on that trail, and, yeah, we found it. And it found us. It was a fire, a forest fire. Ain't never really seen one this close before. And it was hard to breathe, but we knew we had a job to do. We had to protect that little trail we were on. And that trail was something. That's what we needed to patrol. So we couldn't just let that fire get too close. And already some trees had come down. And we had to do our best pull those trees off the trail, which ain't easy. You can't pull the tree off a trail by yourself. But that's why God made mules, and that helped quite a bit. So it was hard work, though, because we're out there, and it was, again, it was just so dark from all the clouds and all the smoke from that fire, and it was hard to breathe, and it was hot, and the fire was close. At some points, it was so close you could feel the heat of the fire against your skin. Even through your clothes, you could feel that fire. You could feel that heat. And I was looking at them. They're looking at me. We'd sometimes go back, and there was a little creek that was, wasn't too far away, and we'd, we'd douse ourselves with water and uh, get all that wool soaked with water, and that made it easier. But, you know, it's funny. I remember looking at Corporal Bingham, and uh, at some point I looked at him, and I saw Hey, hey, man, you steaming. He said, what's that? I said, Corporal, you steaming. And the steam, all that water from that creek was coming right off of him. And he looked like he was a spirit, like he was a ghost. Uh, that's how hot it was. But we just did our best to cut away into the ground to where there was rock so the fire wouldn't get too close where we didn't want it to. Uh, that was the most uncomfortable duty I, I had. We were in Yosemite, me in the middle of all that smoke and hearing the crackling of all that fire. And every once in a while, a tree would come down. And you know what? When it did, it didn't make a sound until it hit the ground because uh, the roots all got burned away. And with the roots burned away and nothing to hold it up, it'd fall. That makes sense when you think about it. But when it fell, it was quiet. And it's a strange thing when you hear thunder, then you hear a big boom of a tree, a red fir, coming down to the left to the right. I didn't know what to be more worried about, the sound of the thunder or the sound of the trees. And I figured I'll be worried about the trees because I don't want one of those things to fall on me. But uh, that's what we had to do. And we did it. And the funny thing was, afterwards, a long time, well, not too long, I found out that it wasn't, it wasn't lightning. 
that started that fire. It was someone's campfire. Someone didn't put out their campfire. They just let it burn. And that wind that I felt in the middle of the night, it picked up that spark, those embers, and they caught. They caught hold of Yosemite. They caught hold of all that dry tinder because it was August. And that is what started the fire. So I was blaming and I was cursing that thunder and lightning from the night before we went out in all that hell. And it wasn't the sky at all that was to blame. It was a person. Didn't even know. Maybe never knew what they had left behind them in Yosemite by not putting out that fire. Yosemite is many different things, but sometimes it's hell. And on that particular day, when we were trying to protect that trail that we had helped build and rebuild, because that's what you got to do out here. You can't just pretend it's going to be there forever. You got to work it and work on it to make certain that you can get a mule across it. You can get a horse across it. You can even maybe get a, a wagon through it as well. But we, we worked hard on that. And uh, I'll never forget that. i never forget how bright it was at night from the light given off by trees. Trees don't normally give off light, but the light of those trees engulfed in that fire. That was something. And the smell and the wind, and the wind was made by the fire itself. Just like when you got a good fire going in your chimney, it'll pull it right up and out. And that's what was happening in the hottest part of that fire. There was a wind blowing into the fire, and the fire itself was eating the air, drawing it into itself, and there was this roaring sound that you could hear all around you. And I'm telling you, yeah, if hell is hell, it was like that fire that we felt and saw and smelled all around us on that night and that morning, that morning, north of Tuolumne in August 1903. Now that, that was something I ain't never seen in South Carolina, ain't never seen in my life, that fire in Yosemite.